Today, the Taliban takes on ISIS. The WHO is concerned about the capture of a lab in Sudan, and a Swedish rocket accidentally hits Norway. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday, the 26th of April, 2023. The White House has confirmed that the Taliban has killed the ISIS-K leader behind the deadly suicide bombing at Kabul airport in August 2021. ISIS-K, officially Islamic State Khorasan province, is an ISIS affiliate cell active in Afghanistan. During the US withdrawal from Afghanistan in August 2021, the group carried out a suicide bombing at Hamid Karzai International Airport in the Afghan capital of Kabul. The airport and the surrounding area had been crowded with people hoping to flee the country as the Taliban was taking over the country. The ISIS-K bomb killed more than 170 Afghans and 13 US service members. On Tuesday, the White House said that the Taliban, who have controlled Afghanistan since the US withdrawal, had killed the mastermind of the horrific attack of August 2021. U.S. National Security Council spokesperson John F. Kirby said the Taliban's operation had resulted in another in a series of high-profile leadership losses for ISIS-K. We don't know exactly when the Taliban's operation took place, as they did not inform the U.S. of it. U.S. officials cited in the New York Times say that U.S. intelligence became aware of the death of the top ISIS-K figure in early April. We also don't know whether the Taliban were specifically targeting the militant or whether it was a battlefield death that occurred during the increasingly frequent pitched battles between the Taliban and ISIS-K. US officials have made clear that this was a Taliban operation with no American involvement. ISIS-K emerged in 2015, fighting both the US and its allies and also the Taliban. The presence of ISIS-K in Afghanistan poses a serious threat to the Taliban's ability to govern the country, and as such, the Taliban is locked in a violent counterinsurgency against the group. Okay, so that's the main story today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of four other stories. The World Health Organization, or WHO, warned yesterday of a huge biological risk after Sudanese fighters seized the National Public Health Laboratory in Khartoum. Specifically, CNN reports that RSF forces have taken control of the lab. Currently, the WHO has not assigned blame for the capture of the laboratory. Nima Saeed Abid, the WHO's representative in Sudan, has claimed that the situation currently is extremely dangerous because we have polio isolates in the lab, we have measles isolates in the lab, we have cholera isolates in the lab. There is a current biological risk with the occupation of the central public health lab in Khartoum by one of the fighting parties. In a further statement, the WHO told CNN that trained laboratory technicians no longer have access to the laboratory. A medical source additionally claimed that the danger lies in the outbreak of any armed confrontation in the laboratory because that will turn the laboratory into a germ bomb. An urgent and rapid international intervention is required to restore electricity and secure the laboratory from any armed confrontation because we are facing a real biological disaster. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. It's been reported that South Africa was going to withdraw from the ICC. 
However, today, the Office of the Presidency issued a statement that an error had been made in earlier statements about this. On Tuesday daytime, President Cyril Ramaphosa announced that his governing ANC party had taken the decision that it's prudent that South Africa should pull out of the ICC. Officially, the reason behind this was that some party members believed that the court treated some countries unfairly. However, later on Tuesday, the president's office released the following statement. The presidency wishes to clarify that South Africa remains a signatory to the Rome Statute. This clarification follows an error in a comment made during a media briefing held by the governing African National Congress. It's worth pointing out that a meeting of the heads of BRIC countries, which includes Russia, is set to take place in South Africa later in the year in August. The ICC has an arrest warrant for Putin, so South Africa would be expected to arrest him if or when he steps foot on their territory. South Africa has not condemned Russia's illegal invasion of Ukraine, and it's possible that the comments about withdrawal were influenced by this. Turkey's President Erdogan, who is facing a tight re-election battle next month, abruptly cut short a television interview on Tuesday, before later returning and blaming it on a stomach bug. The interview on Turkish TV had already begun an hour and a half behind schedule, and then was cut off after 10 minutes in the middle of a question. After a 20-minute or so disruption, Erdogan returned and explained that he had been hard at work and developed a stomach flu. He said, at one point, I wondered if it would be misunderstood if we cancelled the programme, but we promised. I ask for your and our audience's forgiveness. Earlier that day, the 69-year-old had given three campaign speeches. Erdogan and his conservative AKP have dominated Turkish politics for the last 20 years, but he faces his toughest election battle yet. A broad six-party opposition coalition has united around one candidate, Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu, who polling has put ahead or neck and neck with Erdogan. After Erdogan's moment of ill health on TV, 74-year-old Kılıçdaroğlu conveyed his best wishes for a speedy recovery. We've made a number of videos on the upcoming Turkish election, both on this channel and on the TLDR Global channel, so make sure you check those out for more. A rocket launched from Sweden has accidentally hit Norway, an incident which Norwegian authorities say they take very seriously. The Texas 58 research rocket was launched early on Monday morning from Sweden's S-Range Space Centre in the country's far north and carried out experiments in zero gravity at an altitude of 250 kilometres. But something malfunctioned and the rocket crash-landed in the Norwegian mountains on the other side of the border and 40 kilometres northwest of the planned landing site. Fortunately, nobody was hurt as the rocket landed in a pretty remote area. The incident was obviously an accident, but Norway is pretty unhappy, saying they take any unauthorised activity on the Norwegian side of the border very seriously. Norway's foreign ministry added that Swedish authorities had not given formal notification about the incident or the recovery efforts. The Swedish Space Corporation apologised for the incident and is investigating what went wrong. It also seemed to dispute Norway's account, claiming they contacted Norwegian and Swedish authorities shortly after and according to routine. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss the discovery of a lion, which was previously thought to be extinct in Chad. In the past week, a team of conservationists released an image of the lion. The photo was taken back in February, despite the fact that lions haven't been spotted in the country since 2004. It's not yet clear if the lion's on their own or in a family unit, or a pride. 
It's believed that there might be more lions out there, which would end the extinction in Chad. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but the briefing isn't over. That's because we explain the end of the not proven verdict in Scotland in the extended ad-free edition of the daily briefing only on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.